Hey, welcome to the So To Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Beadle. Today we're going to talk about when science speaks and what that might mean for us today um, as a culture. Don't forget you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you like what you hear today, go ahead and go to iTunes. And I want you to subscribe and leave an honest review. Don't just give five stars because you want to help us out. Give us an honest review and uh, let's get started. I recently read this article from KLTV.com. It was shared by a good friend of mine. And the, the title alone was enough to get me a little bit anta- – I was antagonized. I was – I felt messed with a little bit in my brain. My brain began to short-circuit a little bit. You know that feeling when you read something and it just kind of sets your brain into spark overload? You know, you're just spinning, spinning, spinning. That's when you know you got to calm down. Now, I read the article, and it's not as polarizing as it sounds, but essentially the title says – um, that science now tells us we can marry our first cousins. Um, and I'm, I'm taking particular um, issue with the title itself when they say things like science now tells us. Because whenever you hear a phrase like science says this or science says that, it's a claim to authority, right? It's an authoritative claim or an, a claim to a tradition, uh, a rather new tradition. Because I'm going to argue that I don't think science actually tells us anything, right? Science is not speaking to us. Science just is. It's a tool, right, for discovering the physical universe. I mean, it's more than that, right? But this article sort of sets the, the, the reader up to seeing, uh, to, to uh, giving an authoritative claim and, uh, and maybe following suit. So I wanted to, to discuss that. What that just that phrase, not even just such the content of the article, uh, because there are reasons to think why it might not be a terrible idea to marry your first cousin, given that you only shared 12%, as according to the article, of your DNA with your first cousin. So, therefore, it's okay. I mean, if you live in a small town, I grew up in a small town in Louisiana, population 2000, right? I knew friends who actually did date their first and second cousins. So you know what uh, culture was telling us one thing. I guess it was ahead of the curve what science was telling us. That's a joke, by the way. I'm not advocating marrying your first cousin at all. But what I am saying is that just because science tells us something does not mean that we should should believe it or be obligated to think it's the best way to live. The good life and the best way to live is not always in line with what science tells us. Science also tells us, for instance – that the weakest amongst us make our species weak, right? That it'd be better if they were just eliminated so that the strong could survive, so that our genes could be passed on in the best way and the most efficient way, right? Now, science is not actually telling us this. This is, t- tends to be just the way of nature. What we do and what we with this article, and I think we have to admit to ourselves, is that we always impose moral claims upon nature and upon the universe. We don't just discover them within nature, okay? We don't just discover our values, discover meaning in the universe, right? We also impose moral values, meaning upon the universe, and because maybe that's the best way to live, right? The human animal is a different kind, is a very unique animal. Nature may value strength, but for instance, uh, there's another thing to consider. Monkeys in the, in the jungles, right, do not favor tyrannical 
control. That's one thing that we've discovered about nature, right? If a monkey wants to exercise totalitarian control over a community of monkeys, two monkeys that are both three-fourths the size of the large totalitarian Hitler monkey <laughs> will, will actually rise up and take that monkey down. All right? And so what does that say? Does that mean that that is that an argument for modeling our society off of for the monkeys however sensitive their primitive democracy is? Because monkeys also in their society it's moral to rip the limbs out of your enemies. So then science tells us it's okay. No, of course it doesn't say that. That'd be too controversial. Right? Science is not telling us that. The human animal is different. We're a unique, we're a meaning-seeking animal. Other animals, as far as we can tell, do not have the same existential qualms and suffer the same crises that we do outside of control and strength and domination, right? They don't suffer the same things. Last time I checked, dogs were not trying to figure out the plight of dogs across the, on the other side of the, the world. That's just not happening. But the human animal is concerned with the plight of the other human animals across the world. We, we have discovered that weakness, even human weakness, can teach us very valuable things about who we are. And that it may not be what nature uh, desires for the continuance of our species or the betterment of our DNA. We understand that weakness is necessary in order to be a good pe- person, good people. To learn what it means to value not just not just power, not just strength, but also compassion, empathy, love. To really truly take pity on another person in such a way that you help that person out. That it is a good thing for society or for societies to have weakness. It's a good thing. Nothing wrong with brokenness. None of these things, of course, are necessarily mirrored in nature. Or desired in nature. But human beings are different. So science is not telling us something. An authoritative structure set up by meticulous planning and degree earning is trying to say something. So it is very important that we always, I think, listen to those voices as they are and not as they're being propped up to be. Science is not telling you anything, right? The Hitler monkey is not telling you anything. An authoritative structure is telling you something. And it's up to us, right, to rightly interpret, understand, and be fair about those points that are being put before us. Because it matters, right? It totally matters. But I want to hear from you. What do you think? Is this the way that we should conduct our society? Is this a kind of authoritative structure that we should think is okay um, to take as authoritative? I think so, right? In some ways, yeah, it is. It is okay. But the thing that science can, you know, science can tell me, you know, why I don't have a tail, right? Evolution can tell me why it is that I don't have a tail, but it cannot tell me why I think that's interesting or meaningful. And just because we can does not mean we should. That's another thing that we have to understand about science, right? Just because we can get data on something we don't know yet 
does not mean we should. Does not mean we should. For instance, the Nazi officers during World War II, those scientists, they discovered many things that we didn't know before about the human being. But they did it at the cost of other human beings. Right? They did it by freezing individuals. Innocent lives were lost for the sake of this information. And in the process, the undoing of the the innocent individual undoes us, right? Just because we can doesn't mean that we should. Everything must be submitted to ethics, to philosophy. It's not just about ability. It's also about stability, goodness, right? The good life. These are things to consider. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening to the So To Speak podcast. If you like what you hear, go to iTunes, smash that subscribe button. Oh, gosh. Can't believe I just hit the word smash with subscriptions, but there you have it. Leave us an honest review. Remember, we have our upcoming event on March 16th at The Chop in downtown Conroe. Information will be in the description box. Have a great day. Bye-bye.